Welcome to Community Cocktails with Kimberly, hosted by Kimberly Woodard, a realtor for nearly 20 years with Ebby Halliday Realtors. Join her every first and third Wednesday of the month as she meets with the top community influencers to help you get to know the area you want to call home. Don't just love your home, love your community. And now, your host, Kimberly Woodard. Welcome, viewers, to this episode of Community Cocktails with Kimberly. I'm so excited about my guest today because we right now are in just a crazy real estate marketplace. And today I have King Young with Prosperity Mortgage and here to talk about um, getting your loan and you know all these tips that are going to be helpful for you in this marketplace. Welcome, King. Thanks for having me, Kimberly. <laughs> I'm so excited to have you. King and I go back a oh, well, age ourselves <laughs> quite yes. some time. Yes. So I think we were kind of both like in the um, trenches starting out. This was before kids and stuff. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I'm so excited. Um, so let's talk about, I mean, we are in an unbelievable marketplace. And I'm sure you're getting calls from buyers wanting to get pre-approved. Um, but let's talk about why it's so important not just to get pre-approved but to make them more marketable in this marketplace right well kimberly right now the market like you said it's unbelievable yeah. so if we have clients that are coming and they're serious clients they want to make an offer on a house a seller is not going to entertain your offer without a written pre-approval right and that's that's even a step beyond just a pre-qualification which just means hey i make this much and i have this much in the bank so a pre-approval is always a better step um, but prosperity we go a step beyond to what's called our buyer advantage. And a buyer advantage just means we actually will process, underwrite, look at everything, get you approved, so that once you're out there, you just go ahead and just need an appraisal and title work and you're done. That's fantastic because that also will help them that maybe they could possibly, you know, they were already checked the box on their third party financing of credit approval for themselves that right. that buyer um, is more marketable to the seller saying, hey, I've got this already right. done. We're currently doing those on all conforming conventional loans, um, not doing it on government loans just yet or jumbos, but uh, if you have a client that's you know, looking a uh, loan amount under 548,000 uh, doing a conventional loan, we're happy to go ahead and, and put them on that program. Fantastic, I mean, that's, and then again, <clears throat> stressing about this marketplace. I mean, I just got, uh, um, email from an agent on a property that we didn't, it's just, I had shown it. Um, so I get the property updates and they had 80 showings and 47 offers. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. And it's, I mean, it's so important too, that your lender can call the listing agent or talk to the listing agent and, and really be informed and knowledgeable about your client, right? Like right. I can call and tell them, Hey, I've reviewed income. I've reviewed credit. They're solid buyers. You can reach me anytime. You can right. pick up the phone and call me um, to a, a listing agent. That's that's huge too. It is, and I will give y'all's company um, kudos. Is I love the follow-ups. I love the emails, and you know, just to kind of be able to give that information also as a listing agent to my seller. And I can say, hey, here's where the buyer's um, loan is, and they are seeing that from the lender, you know, directly, basically, um, and that gives them that ease and comfort, um, especially in you know, everyone gets nervous. Um, doesn't matter if right. it's, you know, a pretty, nothing's pretty done until you are, see that money? Yes. <laughs> I always say, nothing's done until the money's in the fun. bank. 
<laughs> but no, and I mean, it is, you know, we've got this marketplace that, you know, people are obviously um, bidding well over market right. the price on these homes. And, you know, we've come into, which is, you know, I remember when the appraisal waiver came mm -hmm. into effect, right. was back in, you know, af it was after the peak of, you know, the 2015 to 2018, and all of a sudden we get this appraisal waiver, we're all laughing at it. Right. <laughs> like, oh, we don't need we're to use that. This is cafe. <clears throat> and now <laughs> it is like, it is really almost a required, uh, not required, but, you know, in this competition, I mean, people are putting in it. It's, it's kind of a gold thing for the sellers. Right, right. Up. Um, so appraisal waiver, uh, for those of you that don't know, you use it on conventional loans. Uh, you can't use it on government loans like FHA or VA, uh, but on conventional loans, um, some listings will, you know, basically recommend that you make an offer with the appraisal waiver, right? Right. And there's three checkboxes that you can pick on the appraisal waiver. Uh, the first checkbox means I don't care where the value of the house comes in at. Uh, I want the house. So to to a lender uh, and to a seller, right. that just means, hey, I want the house really bad. And if it comes in 100,000 short, I'm gonna make up the difference somehow one way or another and I still wanna buy the house, right? right? That's the first checkbox. The second checkbox, if you check it, you usually have a limit there. You know, like I'll buy it as long as it makes this certain value. If not, we'll renegotiate and we'll talk about it. Right. Um, totally, totally fine. Um, I think I think the first one's just going to be that much stronger. Right. Um, so that puts you at a weaker position, I feel like. But as a buyer, if you want to protect yourself, you can totally do that. And the third checkbox, I feel like, uh, really protects the buyer because if it's somebody that is coming in with, you know, let's say fifty percent down, and the house doesn't make value, buyer or the lender can technically go ahead and still approve you for the loan. Right. You can still get a loan because. You know, we, we're qualified, even though it doesn't make value. But if you check that third box, uh, you, you're basically saying if it doesn't hit this value, that even though I can qualify, I may not want to buy the house. Right. Um, so that's just kind of a reverse. Like if somebody's putting a lot of money down, uh, that helps them um, to not get stuck, I guess, on, on that. On that, with the, because they are putting 50% down. Right. There is some numbers <laughs> right, right. and everybody's always like why why does it matter you know if, if buyer and seller has agreed to a certain purchase price why does it matter uh why do we have to change you know like the value of the house right and it and it matters because the house is only worth so much to the lender right right so you know if something's worth 100 bucks and you're going to pay 200 dollars for it the bank is not going to loan you Two hundred dollars for right. it. You got to make up that difference one way or another. Yes, and that's I think that's the scary part for a lot of buyers in this marketplace is they're you know they're bidding over. Um, I mean, we're seeing people bidding you know you know thirty, fifty, hundred. <laughs> right, just, um, just keep going. Just keep yeah. going. Um, but and I tell my buyers in this marketplace is almost like an auction, and this appraisal addendum is kind of a way to say, hey, I'm really serious about my number. Um, because otherwise, if it, you know, and we all know it may not appraise for what we're making that offer. Appraisers are just not able to keep up with what's 
is the ongoing marketplace. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's tough. I mean, we think as a real estate agents, we're having it tough. I think they're having it tough as well. Right, right. <laughs> Appraisers are looking backwards, yeah. right? So they're looking at things that have closed, not at stuff that is coming up and right. hasn't closed yet. And everybody just keeps pushing it up higher and eventually it'll catch up, but it's always backwards looking right. on that. So Especially the stuff I would say now we're probably getting a little bit closer to the gaps than it was things that we're trying to closed back in March when it was just start, you know, I mean, it was starting in January, but as that peak, because they didn't have as many sales. Right. Back so what do you do then, you know, if you have that yep. appraisal gap? Yes. Right? So that's, that's the question everyone is asking. <laughs> right. So the sellers, they're going to look at all the offers, right. you know, and uh, the one that has the highest price usually, usually wins out. Right. Um, but it also depends on that appraisal waiver. Right. Yeah, the appraisal waiver, I will say I've had sellers use that as part of their um, elimination of offers. Right. So if you've got the appraisal waiver in, and let's say your, your home value, the appraisal does come in low, um, you do have options. Okay. Right. If somebody uh, were to go in with 20% down and they sign the appraisal waiver and the house comes in 10% short, you know, you can you can still buy the house without putting anything extra down, you've just got private mortgage insurance, right. PMI. Uh, and it's usually not a whole lot, uh, just depends on where you fall it on the value. And you come to closing with the same amount of money that you were going to do it uh, originally, you just have the PMI until you reach the 80% um, that you're shooting for. Right. So there's, there's options of doing it instead of just, you know, and, and a lot of people don't understand, like they go in, um, and if they were going to put 20% down and now they're going to sign the appraisal waiver because they've gone 10% over, right. they change their offer to 10% down thinking I'm going to have another 10% to put down in case it's short. Yeah. But you want to present yourself as the strongest offer. Right. So go in with the 20% down. And if it comes in low, we'll restructure the loan to where it works. Gotcha. Gotcha. And that makes sense. And I know people are always afraid of the PMI, you know, Everyone's like, oh, I don't want to pay PMI. I don't want to pay PMI. But in this marketplace, you know, and how things have been, you know, adjusting and our values have been going up, you may not have to be, you may get that 10% pretty quick. Right, right. I mean, so, I've, I've been really crazy busy last year yeah. with refinances. Um, it's still, still very busy with refis. Um, and some of those clients are FHA buyers from right. two or three years ago that only put three and a half percent down right. and now they have the 20% equity because home values have gone up right. um, and then we'll either refinance them over to a conventional loan or the other option is if you currently have PMI uh, just reach out to your lender and say hey can I get rid of the PMI because I'm pretty sure my home values have gone up right. you know reach out to your agent um, yep. and then you know Kimberly can get you a, a, an estimate of how much your house is worth now and then based on that, compared to what you owe, you might be able to do it. It's, there's a way to save some money for those that are currently in their home. And, right. you know, two, again, if you do have that appraisal um, gap and you know, don't be so afraid of it in this marketplace. Right. I understand, you know, in other marketplaces, it is, you know, scary, but this one is <laughs> wheels off. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's, just, sure. it's just a wheels off. So, you know, as right now in the marketplace, 
because I'm seeing so many appraisal um, waivers as a, you know, when I'm on the listing side, I don't ever see the appraisals. And so, you know, how are they, you know, are you seeing a lot of gaps? Surprisingly, you know, I, I, they're not as big of a gap as you would think. think yeah. Um, the appraisals are coming in above the list price, okay. um, but not necessarily, the you know, if somebody's going to yeah. go over 100000 Right. <laughs> it's, it's tough to justify going right. up. But um, appraisers will look at, hey, this house had multiple offers. It's a very hot house. Um, quite a few of them were at this price point or around there. And they will take all of those things into consideration. Because um, we are not in a stable market. We're in an no. increasing market uh, for sure. Oh, definitely. I mean, it's, like I said, it's wheels off. But I think that's an added comfort to you know, buyers out there right now that are, you know, maybe they are in the marketplace. Maybe they're on the fence if they want to get into this marketplace. Um, you know, it was quite a, you know, Texas, we're in the wild, wild west. <laughs> yes. And, um, Everybody's coming here. Yeah, everyone's coming <laughs> here. And it's just wheels off on, you know, making offers. Um, but it's, you know, the importance of, you know, these these couple of things can really make your offer a stronger one. Right. Um, obviously, at the end of the day, the seller's going to go with, you know, the highest price. Though I will, you say, on the flip side is the you know listing agent we talked about the appraisal waiver you know i had one where we had you know we had a lot of offers but our top five um offers the appraisal waiver it was why it was not the highest price when i went back to the agent i told him you were not the highest mm -hmm. so just so your buyer knows that um but the difference was is they had the appraisal waiver whereas the other four that were all staggered um you know higher than him didn't and so the seller decided this one has an appraisal waiver and i feel better whereas i don't know that it i don't feel comfortable that it may not appraise at this and i'm having to renegotiate to right. a lower price with someone else right so right. take that gamble so that is it is a definitely um a strong it's a strong document yeah. so you know it's definitely something for if you're out there buying to really consider my so. advice is to make sure you totally understand it because mm -hmm. it's not for everybody right for sure and if you go into it and you sign that appraisal waiver you're on the hook for that shortage yeah because um, it's easy when you're caught up in the moment to say oh yeah, yeah. i'll pay a hundred thousand over oh yes <laughs> and then when you look at that appraisal it's like I have to come up with a hundred thousand more. What? What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, like, hey, back up. So, yeah. Oh, it is. Like I said, it is so. Um, you know, it's just it's just a different marketplace. You know, it is. Um, you know, on there. So you know, let's you know talk about rates right now too. And we're you know we're talking about kind of the negatives of the marketplace and that you know the stress, but. It still is a good time to buy. <laughs> it's, it's a great time to buy. Yeah, um, interest rates are still low. Um, you know, the concern is always going to be inflation, right? Right. And right now, with prices being pushed up higher, yeah. there's the concern that hey, is this is this going to be a transitory inflation, or is it going to stick around for a while? And if it sticks around, then you'll see interest rates start to to, to move up. We're still in the low threes, high twos. Uh, I think that's great. Yeah. Uh, historically speaking, so <laughs> when you're looking at five five percent, maybe four four years ago, this is like 
yeah, this is a great time to buy. It's a fantastic. And I think we've been spoiled with lower interest rates um, over the years. I remember when I got into real estate back a long time ago. <laughs> Don't tell. So, I mean, I was writing contracts at 9, 10%. Right. Um, and, you know, I've told you know, people that, and they're like, really? Oh, my goodness. People were buying. I'm like, yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> you got to have somewhere to live. Yeah. Your just affordability was maybe different right. at that time. Um, and then, you know, I remember when they started going down to like eights, sevens, and we were like, wow, this is just incredible. Mm -hmm. Well, now, I mean, it's like free money. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the other reason why our housing market is just because people are wanting to take advantage of that. Exactly. So, exactly. so let's also talk about the tips. You know, we have some people that are you know, probably renting out there um, and maybe they're not ready to get into the wild, wild west of uh, buying, mm -hmm. but um, and it's probably, you know, maybe it's also they are trying to save up, maybe fix some things. What are some tips for those buyers out there? You know, um, if you're not quite at the stage where you're ready to buy yet, uh -huh. I think it's always good to still kind of talk to a, a loan officer, uh -huh. mortgage consultant, and just get an idea of, you know, where you're going to be uh, when you are ready to purchase. So you have in your head, hey, you know, I'm comfortable with a $2,500 monthly payment. Right. And maybe rent's not that much right now, but if you start putting aside the difference between what your rent is and, and what you're comfortable with, you'll have a better idea of, can I handle this uh, once I'm a homeowner? Right. right? Uh, and then that's another way to start building up your savings as well. Um, <clears throat> we have a ton of first-time homebuyer programs uh -huh. too, um, down payment assistance uh, programs as well. Uh, so if that's the case, then, you know, just know that you're positioning yourself uh, to when you're ready to buy the house, you know of the different programs out there, right. you know where your credit stands, you know what you're comfortable with, you're going to be in a much better position. And the other reason I say talk to a loan officer first is if there are things that you have to work on or fix before you get to that point, you have time right now while you're still renting. Right. So go ahead and, you know, maybe maybe check one of the credit bureaus and uh take care of those pesky collections yes. or get up, get caught up on that past due or pay that balance down um, so that when you do find something, you're going to get the best rate uh, possible out there. That's great. It's, you know, it's getting your plan. Go mm -hmm. ahead and get your plan. You know, everyone makes plans for everything else. So this is a great time to do that and get your decks in order. And Absolutely. Then you'll be a more marketable buyer yep. out in this uh, marketplace or whatever marketplace. I mean, obviously, um, I don't have a crystal ball <laughs> to say that. Unbelievable. <laughs> but um, in the last year of, you know, sitting here, we would have never, you know, thought no. know, the market would be what it is now. Um, but it is. And so we just got to tackle it. And, you know, and I always tell clients, you know, put your best foot forward when you're making these offers. And when you make an offer, if you don't get it, you know, you know that you put your best foot forward. Exactly. And so that's, you know, and I know it does get beat down. You get, you know, turned down. It's kind of like, it's kind of like a job interview these days. <laughs> You're interviewing to buy a house. Um, and sometimes it comes, you know, you lose a few jobs, opportunities, uh, but then the one that's meant to be, it happens. I have, have a, a buyer right now that I'm working with. That he's a veteran. Uh-huh. And, and VA loans, um, 
it's especially hard, I feel like, right now because 100% financing, you can't use the appraisal waiver. Right. So my, my buyer's made 15 offers. He's written 15 contracts and has been turned down. And he, he was at the point where he's like, hey, I'm just going to go rent yeah. if this house doesn't work out. And they made an offer. They went in as backup because they took the other offer. Yeah. And then the backup fell through. Yep. And now we're under contract. So have hope because yes. you know things do happen. And uh, when the right time comes for the right house, you'll get it. Yeah. And right now, those people um, are that are making those hundred thousand. You just never know what you know could be going in the back of their mind exactly. <laughs> during the process. And we're seeing a lot more houses coming back on the market yep. than um, ever before. So it's you know, in a slower market. You know, usually that's kind of a you know negative. We're like, oh, what's wrong with the house? Mm -hmm. But in this market, it's it's a lot of times it's buyer's remorse. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it, uh, nine out of 10 times. Yeah. So, well, I think I've learned so much. I hope the audience has too. And okay. um, we've got King's um, contact information. So if you're interested in buying, um, refinancing, give him a call, give him a try. He's fantastic. Like I said, King and I go back <laughs> way back. <laughs> and so he's very knowledgeable and will get you all set up. Well, thank you so much and cheers. Cheers. Yay. Thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to contact Kimberly with your real estate needs, you can reach her at KimberlyWoodard.ebby.com. We hope you enjoyed our guest this week. And remember, don't just love your home, love your community.